Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Salutations, possums. It is Fantasy Football Expo week, and we are going to be there in full force. So if you see a half-drunk man stumbling around in a possum shirt, come on up to us. We'd love to buy you a drink, at least talk, high-five, do something or the other. Um, Had our home league draft this weekend. Billy, put that thing away, man. Put it in a box, put it up on the shelf. We don't want to see that again. Hopefully you guys are watching us live. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) We had our home draft this weekend, and hopefully you guys are having your draft start up soon. So today we're going to talk about some wide receiver and running back tiers. Josh, Billy, what is up? Oh, hey, go to Sleeper and use promo code Possum. $100 match up to $100. So get your money, get your free money, rep the Possums. We love seeing you. And Jordan's going to go ahead and throw you guys a free copy of the index if you do it. So it's a win-win all the way around. As you'll learn, once Billy starts talking, it was a long weekend. Billy has a mysterious disease. I don't believe it's venereal. Um, and Joe is looking like he's about to ready to take a nap. I somehow have the energy. And that you want to know why? You want to know why I have energy? Because last year at our draft, I fell into rocks. Yes. And it was uh, it was unfortunate. It was an unfortunate falling accident. Gravity's not kind sometimes. And this time I didn't. And also, uh, I liked my team. I know it doesn't look like it on paper, like it's the best one out there right now. But you know what? I drafted it and I love it. And that's what I love about draft season is sometimes you're like, you'll get the ESPN rankings or whatever at the end. It'll be like, or the projections when you look at like week one and you're like, what? That doesn't match up to what I believe this team to be. And you don't know why it's because projections are just false numbers. They're not real. So draft who you want, man. I mean, if you want to reach a little bit too early on a player, do it, man. Don't, don't be ashamed. Just go for it. I love that. Uh, Yeah. It was a rocking good time last year. It was pretty good time this year as well. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to go out and say it, guys, don't draft in the first week of August. It, 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 there is so much unclearness about the end of the draft where I feel like in three weeks we will know either way if that, if the picks make sense or not, but you know what? We had to do it this year. It's just the way the, the cookie crumbled. So I'm glad we got it done. I'm happy with my team. My third running back on the team doesn't even have a team right now. That's how wild this draft went so you know i'm just excited to get started on the season to be honest 
Yeah, and Billy, I cannot disagree with you more. Everyone should draft first week August or even late July because the people that haven't been paying attention have nothing right now, and it's glorious. Yeah, I just for redraft, it's a, it was a little much. I feel like I'm fine with my team. I didn't. You drafted Dalvin Cook. That's not our fault. I mean, somebody had to do it. You got him at a good value, so I mean, he could go to a perfect scenario and it could work out well for you. I mean, honestly, my logic is when you can get the dudes together to draft, do it. Have your drafts later on in August. That's, no, that's, that's horrible advice. Fucking Maddie Ice over here. That's just if you want, if you want to associate is. with a bunch of pussies, then yes, do it later on in August. Just but. draft when you want to draft, man. Draft and be happy. I'm just so excited about draft season. Well, let's yeah. just go in June, guys. Why do we even wait until August? I agree. In February. Fuck the NFL draft. We don't need let's it. Do it. No rookies. We'll do a let's supplemental do rookie draft. Let's do it. I'm down to do that. All right. All so. right, guys. All right. Let's just calm down. All right. Into the news. I want to actually, I'm going to take over the news segment. Uh, there isn't much. And you want to know why? Because there isn't any real news coming out right now. It's all camp news. Everyone was convinced, convinced that Kareem Hunt was going to sign. And then guess what? He didn't. And he still had other people. And you want to know why? It's because the analysts are just bored at this time of year. They don't have anything. All they can do is show you clips from uh, camp. And those are starting to get old. So they're like, oh, a new signing. Someone's going to sign Kareem Hunt. He visited a place. He's going to he's gonna sign with the Saints and piss off every Saints fan and anyone who has Kamara or Kendry Miller on any of their teams. And, and then guess what? He had this probably booked well before then. He didn't go work out for the Saints and then go, well, go check out another team afterwards. He probably already had it booked, and nobody's reporting that because it's a bunch of camp news. Take everything you learn right now with a grain of salt and just stride and get into your drafts. You'll figure it out. Okay, sure. sure. That, that, that was a new segment. Pretty much true. That was a lot of good news. Um, also, in our camp news story is, uh, you know, good old B. John Robinson getting put as the third string running back on the team. Um, that miss. was fun to see people uh, flexing like, see, I fucking told you. Uh, okay. Tyler Algiers is going to be involved way more Tyler than we think. Algiers, way more involved. Cordell Patterson is the RB1 on this team. Told you all damn summer. Like, man, what are we doing? Like, Anyone who said that Cordell Patterson was the number one on that team should definitely die. I saw it with my like, own two eyes. And, you know, it's just the way that most of these are, are on. Like, you know, they write most of these depth charts with the rookies in the last string. It's just what they do for the vets going into the first preseason game. Happens every year the same amount. We don't need to overthink things. Camp news. I couldn't believe I saw that. I was Joel sitting on the news. throne at work and man. Always poop on company time. Always poop on company time. Well, now that is news that you can actually take to heart. If you All learn right. anything from this podcast. That's it. Yeah, no shit. Bingo! All right. All um, so what we are doing today is we are going to help you go through your drafts, and we are going to break each player down basically into tiers that you need to draft them. And um, our categories, we're just going to do wide receivers and running backs. We're going to do studs, starters, flex, upside, and undraftable. So we are going to break all of the wide receivers down that you need to know into each of these categories. Guys, do you have any questions about the premise or do we feel pretty good about this one? 
I'm about 50-50 on it. Let's roll. I was going to say, let's see how it goes first, and then we'll, we'll tell you how it goes. Um, okay, so I'll read off the guys. Uh, and basically what I want from you two is you just stop me when we start getting a little close to the next tier. So we're starting at stud, and I'm starting from the top of our rankings. We got Christian McCaffrey, Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan, Saquon, Chubb, Pollard, Henry, Jacobs, Stevenson, so I almost stopped at Taylor because I'm getting worried about Taylor guys. I'm not going to lie. I know it's cam news. I know that like, Oh, he's probably going to end up showing up. It's starting to make me a little nervous. The Josh Jacobs thing, I think is eventually might figure itself out. They'd seem pretty far apart. This Jonathan Taylor thing seems like the couple's already divorced. They're still kind of like married on paper, but they have like, are separated and are looking for They're staying together know, for the kids. Exactly. Jonathan Taylor's like has an apartment now and it's, you know, he's kind of turned into a bachelor pad. I feel like that's kind of what we're doing with Jonathan Taylor right now. He's not at camp obviously. And there's no, you know, end in sight for him going to camp. I don't know what's going to fix it, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I trust him this season. If they had signed Kareem Hunt, for anything over like three million, I'd have been like, "That's the nail in the coffin." But they didn't, so it's still a little open ended, I guess. See, I guess I'm not as worried about Jonathan Taylor because I just have this feeling that this is just a product of what the running back market is. Everyone knows what happened with Le'Veon Bell and the holdout, and then it not working out for his career and his career basically being over. A little bit different because this is his first contract. I don't remember if that was Bell's first contract or not, but. I just feel like this is it just happened, so it's fresh, and that's why people are thinking. I think the the bite on Taylor is going to be amazing. I think you might actually be able to get him later uh, in drafts. So I'm actually pretty excited about Jonathan Taylor because if I get him in the second round, I'm willing to take that risk anytime or at the end of the first and combo him and Chubb or something. Um, well, we just did a redraft, and it his value is still at what it's supposed to be. He was right at market value. We had no drop-off at all, which, honestly, I don't think a lot of people – I think a lot of people are still in the thought process of he's definitely going to show up week one. He's definitely going to be on the team. He's definitely going to play. I'm starting to get a little bit more nervous about that premise, but at this point, I can't disagree with that. I just think by three weeks from now, when drafts actually start like kicking off in full – probably are going to get him in the second round and it's going to be weird, but it probably might win you a league, you know, doing the same thing. I believe that was what happened with Saquon last year. Or was it because of the injury it might've been because of the injury in the previous year, but that's what happened we with Jonathan know, Taylor. So, I mean, but yeah, exactly. Perfect example. So I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's get back to where we kind of at, at. So we had Pollard Henry and then we got to Jacob Stevenson. And that was when it started getting hmm, me um, where, I mean, I personally think the drop-off is right around Josh Jacobs because I feel like if anyone has a chance to actually hold out, it's Josh Jacobs. He literally left yeah. town, hasn't showed up at all. But I think even at the value, you know, running back nine, 17th off the board, it's not terrible. But, I mean, if he plays, he's a stud. So I think he, he still counts. But Stevenson... I feel like for the exercise, we got to do it, like, as they're playing. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, probably I think so too. We're getting a little too contract detailed here. So, right. okay, Which so, is why I didn't stop it on Jonathan Taylor, but I was like, yeah, I feel like we need to mention it still. Okay, but you're so, right, Joe. So Stevenson, Brees Hall are the next two up, and that's where I believe Joe been a mm, bet. So, well, I'm really worried about Brees. I, it's, I'm sure he'll be fine, but I just, I wouldn't go into the season with him as my RB one, saying I'm set. You know, that's just where it's like, 
I don't trust it. That the knees worrisome, the ACLs worrisome. I, I don't also think we have Stevenson a lot yeah. higher than other draft. I guess it's really not that much different. I'm just pulling up some other rankings and no, like, he's he's going around like kind of where we have. I think he might even be going higher than what we have him. Um, but I think we're right dead on with him. But at the same time, like they could sign Dalvin Cook tomorrow and we wouldn't know because it's the Patriots and they are a wild card um, when it comes to this stuff. So we don't know exactly. So basically but, Jacobs is our cutoff for stud. And then we start getting into starter territory. Second kind yeah. of RB2 territory with Stevenson, Brees Hall, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Etienne. Aaron Jones, still once again, stop me if you guys think this is where the cutoff to flex would be. Jameer Gibbs, yeah. Miles Sanders, That's... Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, Ken Walker. Boom. Okay. Boom. J.K. Dobbins is for sure the cutoff. However, like Kenneth Walker is the next one after J.K. Dobbins. Before I get to J.K. Dobbins, Kenneth Walker is the next one. The only problem with Kenneth Walker right now is we don't know how hurt he is. Um, he has not played at all um, in any practice so far. So that, you know, makes me feel like he might not be ready for week one. They've kind of mentioned he might not be. Um, but J.K. Dobbins, I mean, come on. Like, A, he won't practice because he wants a new contract. Doesn't really done anything to deserve a new contract. So that would definitely – I don't want him on my team. But we can't put him in undraftable. But for me, that would be the cutoff of not a starter, J.K. Dobbins, for me. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now, and they're like, wait, why, why aren't you cutting it off of Damian Pierce? Uh, and I, I think it's because Damian Pierce has had one year under his belt, and what he did was phenomenal in the 13 games, 900 yards. Uh, yes, Singletary is now there, but we don't know what the roles are going to be. Singletary hasn't been what people think he is, has been in the pass-catching prowess. They assume that he's the pass-catcher now. The, the most he's ever had is 52 targets. Like, let's calm down. Uh, and Pierce, on the other hand, still had 39 targets his rookie year. So, I mean, it's not like I think it's going to be a, a one and then a clear two with Singletary as more of like a safety blanket for Pierce because there really wasn't anyone behind Pierce last year for the Texans. I think it was a solid signing, and I think everybody just all, all of a sudden was like, ah, they signed another running back. Pierce is done. And it's like, why are you, why are you giving up after a, a solid rookie year? I think JK has got to be included in it just because of what we saw at the end of last year. Um, contact contract negotiations aside, he looks pretty damn good and he's definitely a starter. Um, if you could get him as a flex, that would be a beautiful thing, but you're right, Billy. It's right. It's right there. I would put uh, JK in though. I got to disagree so, with you and, and put JK in the, in the flex territory. I mean, he, we've just haven't seen enough yet, enough consistency. I mean, he had a couple of good games and then it kind of trailed off even when he was healthy. So I, no, the I, problem I just, is because he still wasn't ready to come back when they put him back in there. It's been two the years, problem man. with this tier is there's like a bubble from the Dobbins we're unsure about, Kenneth Walker we're unsure about, Dalvin Cook doesn't have a team, we're unsure about that. Like it's all kind of like this, like, I don't know, maybe, but like the guys after that, Rashad White, Alexander Mattinson, James Connor. I kind of feel better about those guys right now if, like, I was constructing my team and that was who I was going to go after as a potential starter because maybe I missed out on the studs because I was getting wide receivers. I'd feel better about having those guys on my team um, than going after J.K. Dobbins, Kenneth Walker, or Dalvin Cook not knowing where he's going to play. Yeah, the Ken Walker, I, I just to lay off Dobbins for a little bit, I feel like we've already 
burned this bridge, but uh, Kenneth Walker, I mean, just the addition of Charbonnet, I don't care what you say in camp right now about how Kenneth Walker is going to get this, or he's going to get that. And we're going to give him all this. You obviously, you could have drafted a tank Bigsby, a fourth round guy. Charbonnet coming in like he did is just, it's brutal to Kenneth Walker's stock. And I, I personally think it can still be fine, but this is where we start talking flex. Like I would have him as my third guy. Like, yeah, I think he's yeah, one of those he, guys that had some big games, and then somewhere you see Charbonnet get two touchdowns, and I think that's what we're going to see out of Seattle this year. I mean, Charbonnet is getting pretty much all the work with the ones right now in camp, and he looks damn good doing it. So, yeah, well, and with Kenneth Walker not being there, that is kind of tough. But like, we could have a, a an AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones situation. Like that could be what we're looking at here. Both were viable in certain weeks. Aaron Jones was more viable, which Kenneth Walker will probably be more viable. But then Charbonnet is going to, like Joe said, have the two touchdown game where it makes more sense to put him in the game than not. I don't know. It just makes me nervous a little bit, which sucks because Kenneth Walker was great last year and he deserves every bit of recognition that he was getting before they drafted Charbonnet. True. Uh, well, just just getting into like the the threes, you kind of spoiled this. Dalvin Cook obviously could be you know a starter, but at the moment he doesn't have a team, so we're going to go with flex at the moment. Uh, and great value if you're drafting this this late. I mean, Billy got him in what like the sixth round in our draft, and that's plus yeah. a couple keepers. So I mean, that's basically the seventh round, eighth round. Um, anyway, so getting into flex, we got Dalvin Cook, Rashad White, Madison, Connor, Montgomery, Acres. Pacheco, Swift, Javante, Kamara, Gibson, Cook, Penny, Khalil right Herbert. That, that's where it ends. Rashad Penny. I would have cut it at Kamara. I think so. I was thinking Antonio Gibson. I, I want to see that they don't play him first. I love I Antonio Gibson this year. I just think he qualifies as more of a sleeper um, yeah, from so, what we so, know right okay. now. Okay. Going back to the top, because we kind of touched on this a little bit, like Rashad, this is, to me, this is the, these guys are either, we're unsure of what we're getting from this guy. We don't know if he's got the starting job even at this point. Uh, we want to see what he can do. Maybe he's in a split and maybe he could be the number one, but he isn't right now or, you know, whatever. So like Rashad White, for example, he by all means looks like he's going to be the lead back. And I think this is great value for where he's getting him. I'm a big fan of Rashad White. We have no idea what he's going to be at this point. And we don't know what. Assuming he gets a ton of volume, though. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. A case could be made for flex. Easy. Yeah, and that's where we're at. I mean. Started. Yeah, I I understand. All right, and then Madison. Obviously, we could probably boost him up. But honestly, we're. I I know, I know, Joe, you love Madison. But at at the moment, we don't really know what that backfield is going to look like with that. This is his first year without Cook. Like, what are we going to get? James Conner. We're hoping for the best. Yeah. Arizona, ugh, ugh, whatever's happening there. David Montgomery, I'm a big fan of personally, but like we don't know what Gibbs's role is going to be. Acres, we don't know yeah. what the Rams are going to be. So I mean, it's just there's a there's a, a a theme here to these flex guys. It's like you could they be startable? Absolutely. Do not say we are disparaging DeAndre Swift. Uh, personally, huge fan of him, um, but you got to cut it somewhere as a third running back three i'm pretty happy about getting swift or javante i personally think is a steal in the draft right now slips down draft boards and can pretty much go anywhere and right now he looks fully healthy he looks better than brees i mean brees is on the field both had acl tears obviously javante's was a little earlier but in the season but still 
So yeah, yeah, I, I feel like these rankings originally, you know, we yeah. still didn't know about Kamara's suspension. We know it's three games now. He would probably be moved up, I would assume, if we did this today. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say he's he's the cutoff on that one for me. I think all, I think all of these players, like this, is just this category. We we could have just called it like they're good, but there's a red flag, and with each of these guys, like there's just some issue about each one. Like Connor and Akers, both good players on god awful teams. Like, now it's going to be a problem. Dalvin Cook doesn't even have a team. Like, you know, there's there's a problem with each one of them. I do think I have to agree with Joe, though. I think Kamara is the cutoff for flex because I think that all these other people do have upside, which is our next category. Uh, but Kamara, I mean, we know he can be startable, and it, and still, once again, we're talking about we made these rankings before. Uh, knowing of the suspension, he goes up 10 picks. He's still in the flex category at this point, just because of all the, I mean, we don't even know if they're going to send Kareem Hunt. They got Kendrick Miller there. Jamal Williams is there. I mean, this backfield, they lost, who was it? Or, you know, Benjamin. And for some reason they're panicking yeah. and bringing in Kareem Hunt. It was just such a weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he was on new Orleans. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, uh, right. But yeah, I, I just, I think it's a panic by new Orleans and I don't understand why, unless they're planning on fl- flipping Kamara somehow. That's the only thing which in which case keeps him in the flex consideration. So, yeah, I just like the only thing about cutting off where I did, which was at Penny, was that I do think James Cook could be a viable flex option for most of the season. Like we don't even know what that starting backfield is going to look like. We assume he's going to get the first crack at it with Josh Allen being the main running back, but him being the pass catching back. I don't know. Could make him flexible. Maybe we just no, have rank. I completely agree with you. <clears throat> I think, you know, this just goes to show you kind of where running back stands right now because cutting off Kamara at flex is RB30, um, which we know in 12, 14 team teams, that's not going to be something that's going to happen. You're definitely going to have people playing flex that are below him. But uh, that's kind of where we're comfortable saying, hey, we're comfortable having this guy as a flex every week. And then these next guys, I agree with you on Cook. I, I I love Gibson. I have Gibson everywhere, but I think as of right now, they're just more of a sleeper status until we see actually how that's going to shake out. I, I got to be honest with you. I might be the lowest on cook out of the three of us. I, I, I agree with everything you guys said, except for the fact that this team doesn't run the ball with one guy, much less any running back. Uh, it's Josh Allen. And hopefully like our, our logic is hopefully that Josh Allen learns he needs to stop running. And so he doesn't get injured, but even last year, Cook had 500 yards his rookie year, which, you know, for a rookie's fine. But the most, the leading rusher was 800 yards with only 175 rushes. And honestly, I think Damian Harris slides into what James Cook was last year. And James Cook goes into what Singletary was. And I think we're looking at 800, 500. I mean, I'm, I'm not sold on a, a breakout for James Cook unless they give the ball. I mean, Singletary's most amount of carries last year was what, like a couple games with 18? Like, I, when are they going to give a full workload to a running back? That's my issue. With that, let's team. be honest. They this team is one that needs to sign Fournette, needs to sign Zeke. Like this is a team that needs that because James Cook's not a bruiser. Damien Harris isn't a bruiser. I mean, Josh Allen is, but when are they finally going to learn the lesson that you don't need to be using Josh Allen as your goal line back? Every you know, it's gonna he's going to get hurt eventually. It's not going to happen maybe this year. Eventually, it's going to happen, though, and they need to protect their long-term asset. My biggest thing is Damian Harris is, I think, better than people remember. Uh, Obviously, they saw Ramondre break out last year, but Stevenson was off to a good start until he got injured, and that's when Stevenson's 
season just took off and it made sense because he was the yeah. only one there. So, I mean, in reality to me, like, I, I just think Damian Harris is just one of those guys that like nobody cares about. Cause it's like, ah, he lost the job. He's on a new team. He's not going to do anything, but I just don't think that this is the team that commits to a 20 carry back and really any game. Well, ironically, we have them both ranked pretty work, pretty close to each other, but we'll get to that in a second. The good thing about James Cook, though, what could vault him up into a more comfortable territory is he seems to be super involved in the passing game. That's something that Josh Allen really hasn't done to this point in his career. But if we keep seeing him trend in that direction, then he could absolutely be an every week start. Is he involved in the passing game in camp? Yeah. Okay. Just. Sorry, it wasn't a big move. I was actually, I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't see much, uh, but six catches in a game as a max. But anyway, all right, let's get, let's get off James good. Cook. We're just if you tell me I could have a running back in my flex that has six catches a game, I will take that all day. All right, Rashad Penny is one of the guys that I feel like could consider flex consideration just because the Eagles also don't like just using one running back. I think it's Swift. I think we all think it's Swift. He's been you know camp darling for the Eagles. I would not sleep on Rashad Penny, and I think that's one of a, a one of the good buys in general, and could be a great flex. And if you say you only had two running backs, and this is your third, I'm not upset about it. Um, but for the no, first six be, weeks, he'll be. I great. love Rashad. Yeah, I love Rashad Penny. I just if he could flip and stay healthy, maybe the much better training staff than Seattle does, and he's going to be healthy for once. Who knows? If he is, he could have a hell of a year. I just, I would love to see. I mean, that offensive line is just amazing. And the number one line in football at the moment and probably for the foreseeable future. Um, so I just, I'd like to see what Penny can do first. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the injury concerns with him and Swift, I mean, this is the problem. And that's why they have two of them instead of one. Yeah. So whoever stays healthy wins the job. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, getting into upside. And I think we kind of beat that to dead horse for flex. None of, we're not saying that none of these players are startable at any given season. This is more of like, you're still rostering these guys at maybe as your fourth, maybe your fifth. Um, and then we get into the kind of dead zone. So start where we left off. We Just got our level of confidence in these players. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're starting off Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, Brian Robinson, Damian Harris, AJ Dillon, Zach Charbonnet. Scroll down a bit. Samaji P. Ryan, Kendry Miller, which might be a mistake at this point. Jeff Wilson, Devin Akane. Roshan Johnson, Jarek McKinnon, Elijah. Kind of Mitchell. a mixed I mean, bag. Kind of a yeah. mixed bag in this. In I'm going to cut it at Jarek McKinnon personally because we're starting to get into backup territory. I know Elijah Mitchell can have uh, upside as well. This is kind of where the, the tier thing is is a little bit weird for me because, like, Devin Chang can have a phenomenal season. You know, there's a lot of these guys that could absolutely break out. And, yeah, technically they're sleepers, but – you know, even if Samaje Ryan fills in for Javante and Javante is not back 100% week one, uh, what's his ceiling look like? I guess I don't I'd think say he's this giving is you monster numbers like a started. chain could. I mean, this is rosterable. Like all these people should be on teams. Like upside, as in, let's say for for example, I honestly think Samaje you keep Piran. going. To be to be honest with you, like I think you keep going. I, okay. I think we may have stopped it too early. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's keep a couple more going. Elijah Mitchell. Devin Singletary, Leonard Fournette, Zeke, Raheem Mostert, Algier, and that's the end of our list. So, you missed Michael Carter. 
Did I miss Michael Carter? My bad. You missed Michael Carter. He's your guy. Which we're not sure about Michael Carter either. But <clears throat> but most of these guys that we mentioned are rosterable. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Tank Bigsby's down down there. Haven't talked about him. Well, this is this is the the upside group. Like we're gonna get something better out of them than like a shot in the dark. I feel like shot in the dark should be the, the title of the last one. Shat in the dark. Shat in the dark. Shat How about for our last category? Because it was originally undraftable. How about we just name a couple of people that we maybe even have talked about that you will not be drafting personally? Like, just come up with a few names. Uh, Raheem um, Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Both of those people yeah, will not be on one, a single roster one, Either one of those guys um, on my team. For I don't, and I'll, I'll be, you know, taking that step further. Don't want AJ Dillon. I'm done waiting for AJ Dillon to be anything more than 12 carries for 70 yards. Like I have been waiting and waiting and waiting and it's never, he's never been one of those guys that like 20 carries for 150 yards. Like that's never going to happen. We need to stop waiting on it. I'm probably never going to draft him on my team. He has decent upside, but not a league winner by any means. I will have no Tyler Algier at all. Yeah, no you can, kidding. You can tell me all you want that he's going to get carries, but I think once they're rolling and Bijan's out there, they're not going to be able to take him off the field. Bijan backup at best, and that is all you're going to get from that. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go. We kind of touched on this uh, a little bit, but Fournette, I mean, I just don't see any like standalone value that he'll ever have. Even if he joins anywhere, he's joining a backfield as the two. Uh, maybe even the three is just like a fill in for the big guy. This is what this is going to be is what Garrett Blunt was for the Eagles in the Super Bowl run. I mean, it's like you're going to get the big guy. He's going to score some touchdowns every once in a while, but you're going to get six carries for six yards and a touchdown. And I just don't think that's sustainable. I mean, I, I'm hoping Fournette's career is not done. He actually still looked pretty decent last year. I mean, the team just looked bad. We had a ton of volume, and Tom Brady was literally checking the ball down as much as he could. Honestly, Fournette is a live hand grenade. Like, as soon as he gets signed, one of your teammates is going to pick him up and he's going to explode on their bench because he's not going to, and I guess I mean, explodes kind of a bad one, but he's not going to do anything good for that person's team, but you're not going to take him because you don't want a roster clogger. And that's all Fournette's going to be unless he goes to, I don't know, like Buffalo or something where they may actually use him a little bit, but I, I don't want him on my roster for sure. Yeah, see, I, the last pick of the draft that I'm in, our league's a little different because so we have a cap on it. I don't know who you can, how many position players you can draft, but most of the time in drafts, especially in the last round or two, I don't even, I won't even draft a kicker. I'll just grab like Leonard Fournette or something and just see what happens until the season kicks off. So I'm not against drafting him, but in a uh, normal draft, then most people don't do that. But that's usually what I do. I'll take yeah. like a Tank Bigsby or Leonard Fournette all day. Tank Bigsby honestly needs to be higher on our list, I think. I hate but, the uh, leagues. I think it's Yahoo. Yeah. And no offense to the Yahooers out there, but I think it's Yahoo. No all offense. You have to draft. You have to fill out your roster. Mm -hmm. You can't just draft. Like you have it clicks off. It's like, oh, you can't have any more tight ends. You got to go to, you got to go to kicker. Get your defensive team. And I swear that's the league that team people always draft defense and kickers in like, in like the 10th round. Better fill up a roster. Yahoo is the second worst draft site. I'll just, I'll be around. We can just say it now. It's the second worst draft site. What's the My fantasy league is the worst one by far. By far and away. 
Have you done NFL.com drafts? I haven't done one in a long time. I've heard it's I've been heard a long time reviews. Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews of that. I'm not trying. We're not trying to disparage any apps you use. I mean, people no, to hell with my fantasy league. It's a fantasy football app. And I feel like I could do better just writing it down on an Excel spreadsheet than what they're doing on their actual site. It's back in the old days. Horrible. My My King's classic draft is going to be on MFL. And I have never drafted. I mean, you might as well chisel it into a tablet, Joe. You like the Pharaohs. Like, you might as well do that. It'll be quicker and more efficient. I was a carpenter for a long time, but never a Mason. Yeah, literally. You could, you could. All right. I feel like Billy right now. (laughs) Shut up, Josh. Uh, So, just to speak about some of the other ones we just kind of listed off and didn't really mention, Roshan Johnson should be on everyone's team. Like, there's there's no doubt, especially if he's going at the 10th plus round. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, he was, I don't, I don't know how many times I got to tell you this. Like he was the best running back on the Kansas city chiefs. Pacheco had some big games, but Jarek McKinnon is the check down. And once again, they have no wide receivers. I don't know how many times I got to say that about the chiefs. Yeah. Um, Elijah Mitchell's the might be the new Alexander Madison, the best handcuff in the game that also still gets carries. Cause even last year he was getting carries while McCaffrey was on the team. Um, and then you got Michael Carter. I, think that would be the biggest like ugh, i don't know that's a little uh, risky. Man, i'm i'm all in and i'm all in i'm back in on michael carter especially breeze coming off the injury and i think what we saw he could easily kind of do what aaron jones did for aaron Rodgers, and we saw those little dump offs just go from there that I is like true it. and honestly michael carter i feel like got disparaged for like he had a pretty good year before breeze got drafted and with breeze slow to get back he's the only person on the team that's not like Oh, we think Zonovan's gonna do it, or we think uh the rookie's gonna do it. Like I just Michael Carter's the RB2 on the team already. Like the other guys are gonna have to be fighting for Abaconda, Ab- Abanaconda. Yeah. I feel bad yeah, for Michael Carter, man. In college, he had to work with Javante Williams. Now he's got to work with Brees Hall. It's like let the man yeah, eat. It's just it is very unfortunate that first two weeks this year, just let him have it. That's See fair. He I- should be rostered at the very least. So that's that's all we have in our top 150. There's some other ones back here, like Tank Bigsby, Kareem Hunt, which we've kind of touched on. Deontay Foreman, another Bears that we don't – one of them's going to get the job. Who the fuck knows it's going to be? Uh, and, I mean, getting down to Chuba. So, Chuba. so like, I honestly – like Overall thoughts, guys, on the running backs is, like, there's, like, 30 based on our tiers that we're cool with. Mm-hmm. Everything else has Pretty a question much. mark next to it. Um, yep. On there, so yeah, I, when you're going into your drafts, remember this. Everyone's on the wide receiver early thing, which I think I am too. But you have to remember that running backs, and we saw this in our home draft, are going really quickly, and you're left with scraps to choose from. So when you're going into your draft, just keep that in your back pocket. If you start seeing the running backs go, make a play. I think the play. best strategy yeah. for drafts is to just go best available. Stop doing the I'm going two wide receivers to start. I'm sorry, but if you're in the second round and, and Tony Pollard's still sitting there, but you're like, no, I said I was going to get a wide receiver. I'm getting Jalen Waddle or whatever. Like, if that's what you want, sure. But like, if someone slips to you, don't be afraid to take it. It's not, you're not missing anything. Like, people just sometimes there's always a weird slip. And if you get lucky enough to be able to grab Pollard in the second or, you know, Bijan or say Saquon gets slips, I mean, like, grab them. Don't worry about what you said you were going to do because you had it all mapped out that AJ Brown at number nine, and then you were going to go get Stefan Diggs at number 15, like whatever the hell it is. I, I can't do the math, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I just feel like you. this year it's very top heavy on all the skill positions. There's a lot of depth yeah. that we're not really used to seeing. Like 
it's probably 50, 60 running backs that, hey, they could absolutely do something. But with the amount of questions that we have, especially we usually kind of have it ironed out by the first week of August, you know. But there is just so much going on, especially with the running backs, the free agents that are just looming. And you know they're going to just fuck your old draft up at some point. But Well, everybody says there's, so. they're, they're heavy into the zero RB stuff until they're not. And then you end up in round seven of our draft and there are no running backs left to start. None of the guys that you're drafting after that were like, you know what? I feel good about this person on my team. Like everybody thinks, and maybe this was just our home league. We haven't done any many other drafts at this point, so we don't know. Uh, best ball certainly not like this, but I just feel like the running backs went really quick this year. It felt weirder than usual, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it's been a few years since we've had this many at one time. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's definitely still sleepers out there, but you're not like, Oh yeah, I got a starting running back as my RB four. Like I love, I personally am a big running back early kind of guy, and still and figuring out the wide receivers because I feel like there's three wide receivers to play, and there's only one running back who plays usually at the time. So yeah, I'm just well. I mean the league the league winners this year are going to be like Charbonnet, Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson. It's going to be guys that Jameer Gibbs may not. Well, but he's getting drafted pretty high. I'm talking about the guys that are like (laughs) really low. Roshan Roshan didn't even get drafted in our league. Like he's on the yeah. waivers right now. Like that's how you that's know those it's guys Josh's stupid little five running back rule. Guys, well, it's it's, it's, it's a it's is. a smart rule. All right, <laughs> before we move on to wide receivers, we're gonna play a quick commercial, and we will be right back. You ever wanted to get into the ultimate IDP index? All right, it's our flagship product. It's got dynasty rankings, it's got tiered rankings for IDP players, it's got production profiles, all sorts of really cool stuff like that. Good for research and good for drafting. We have an awesome opportunity and a major, major, major announcement, okay? Very, very proud to officially announce here on the channel and on the uh, podcast feed that we are officially partnered with Sleeper, the Sleeper app. That's right, for the 2023 fantasy football season. Use the promo code POSSUM on your first-time deposit. They will deposit match you up to $100. And listen, here's the kicker. If you do that, I will get an email sent to me that said that you use our code or our link, which is in the description. I will give you the ultimate IDP index for the rest of the season, the 2023 season, totally for free. All you got to do is go sign up, use the code possum or the link in the description of the podcast or the video. I'm going to give you the ultimate IDP index for the rest of the year for free. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, coming back, go get your uh, uh, code Possum on Sleeper Picks so that you can join us. We're going to be doing some Sleeper content as it comes out. As soon as that's available, we will be putting some stuff out. But, yeah, go put in Possum if you're in a state that's able to gamble. That is one of the requirements. So make sure if you're not, get in your car and drive. That's also an option. Drive across state lines. Or on your vacation. Smuggle, smuggle code possum onto your phone. Bootleg drafting. All right. All right well, let's get it. Bootleg let's, bootleg yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. We're going to get into some wide receivers. So same concept here, except like we talked about undraftables. It's more like I don't want them on my team. Uh, so got a little hairy last time. So let's start off with the studs. Uh, we all know who these are. It's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Cut. Yeah, I'm just kidding, but Justin Jefferson should be in a tier by his own. He just be in a, there should be a god tier above everyone else. Justin Jefferson's in the god tier, and then we can get to down, the studs. Down, we didn't god, talk about a god, god tier, but there god should be tier. one. But there should be one. Let's be there real. Be okay, one. just kidding, right. Josh. Sorry. No, no, no. Justin Jefferson, god tier. Got it. Now we're starting the stud tier. Jamar Chase. Cut me off, like I said, whenever you guys think it's like, eh. Uh, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Stefan did. Whoa. Okay. Wow, Joe. You're cutting a cup? You're cutting yeah. the studs off a cup? There's four studs? Well, and a god. <laughs> right. There's a god and four studs. A god and four studs walk into a bar. Yeah, that's a... Uh, what, no, all right, no, no, no. no, no, no explain. So what's wrong with Yeah, saying? Joe, please do. That's interesting. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, I will... I think that those guys are just no-brainer. They're going to do it. I'm a little worried about Cup's hamstring. But aside from that, I just think those dudes are going to stud it out. And, um, I mean, you got Chase, Tyreek, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, and the God himself, Justin Jefferson. Those are no-brainer ones and absolute studs. And I like all these other guys. Um, I might have cut it off a little bit early. But (laughs) – I think those guys are the least amount of question marks and boom. I like, I like to add in, I'd like to add in CD lamb. If, if we could, I, and I don't think it's just because he was the only one. I think we should make it all the way to Devante. I don't know why, like that was where I was thinking, Oh, maybe we'll cut it off after Devante. I don't know. That's where I was thinking, but I just cut it at a monroe. Let's do it that way. All right. Well, rewind. I wish we had a rewind Rewind. button at this point. So we got, (laughs) 
CD Lamb, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and this is where Joe wants to cut it, but we're not listening to him, Garrett Wilson, and then Devontae Adams, which is, I think, that right is, at about. Personally, I would cut it at the next one, which is Jalen Waddle. Uh, the I think I only problem with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill being on the same team is what are the odds that they both are, you know, did what they did last season? Like it, it seemed against the odds last year that they did it. What are the chances they do it twice in a row? I, well, I don't know. They shipped everyone else. I mean, they shipped I mean, Gusecki out. They got Braxton Berrios there. Actually, Cedric no, Wilson. no. I, I actually agree with Billy for once, which is like, jot this down because this is a, a point. So we're cutting off of Devontae Adams. And let me tell you why. So just looking at Jalen Waddle's stats right now, there were some huge games, but there were a lot of duds. One, two, three, four, five well, games. Well, non-Tua games, he is awful. I mean, he he's not very good. Non-Tua-related uh, uh, games, not good. Um, even before Tua went down, because Tua didn't go down till what uh, week uh, week five? Oh, maybe. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's non Tua games. You're not wrong. It almost perfectly yeah. coincides. It's, it's unfortunate, but that like because Tyreek is ki- uh, quarterback proof. Jalen Waddle's not, and while I do hope for the best that Tua can play the entire season against his better health judgment, um, we don't know. And I they do have Mike White there, which I do believe in Mickey Blanco as much as the next person, but I don't know. Waddle has yet to show that he can handle being good with the second team. I don't know. I, I think it's a good place to cut it right at Devontae because Devontae is quarterback proof. And we will definitely find that out this season, by the way, if that is true or not. Well, I mean, what he did with Derek Carr, whether he had a, a re- reputation or rapport with him in general was, I mean, he, there was 180 targets and he caught a hundred of them. So like, he's going to get fed is what it really comes down to for Devonte Adams, no matter what. I mean, you can add a receiver all you want. It's still Devonte Adams show. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's he got- just been talking mad shit on his own team this whole off season. Well, I mean, it's just not what he signed it's up just for. Funny. He literally said, "Hey, I want to play with my buddy who I played in with in college." Right. And they literally kicked him off the team two weeks before <laughs> yeah. the season ended when it's they insane. still had a chance. Question mark. No, never mind. They were well, they were still out, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, let's not even give him a second season to try it out. Like you duped him to get him down there. Like, come Such on, this wasn't was, what he, they're, they're selling what he signed up to, for. They're selling tickets to Vegas, is what it is. They wanted a big splashy name, and they got it. And then that's why Jacobs is pissed. And that's why I think personally Jacobs could hold out. Like, it, I don't know. We're not doing the running back, so let me shut up. Watch Jacobs and Devonta Adams hold out. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, the question mark obviously in here is Garrett Wilson. I think Amon Ross is safe. I think he's going to be the same stud he's always been. Garrett Wilson is kind of, the you know, a lot of Jets hype right now. They are on hard knocks. Everybody has somehow come around to liking Aaron Rodgers. That is the magic of hard hard knocks right there. But Garrett Wilson finished as, you know, a sub-20 wide receiver last year or over-20 wide receiver last year. But I think with Aaron Rodgers, the ceiling is wide receiver one, right? Like, that, that yeah. he couldn't end up as a top-five overall guy. So I, I think he should be in number one, you know, in the first group just based on that alone. Yeah, I think we cut, I think we cut it the third time at the right place, Devontae Adams. So let's first get into the next guy. Third time. You know, Jalen like Waddle. That's fine. Billy, you tell me when to stop. Joe, you're, you're cut off for this one. We're still talking <laughs> starters here. Wide receiver twos, basically. Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, 
Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, Drake London, Godwin. All right. All right. I was like, you guys let me go. I don't know. For starter, I would go to Pittman. Really? Wow. See, the problem, I guess the problem with the tiers is like Jalen Waddle and Michael Pittman in the same tier. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna so. I'm actually gonna cut it at Ridley. Um and maybe even before I, Ridley. Well, I was thinking the Ridley London, that's kind of where Ridley, I was London like line. Eh. Yeah, the Ridley London line. Um the London Bridge, if you will. Uh that's kind of where I'm probably done thinking the everybody after this is for sure a starter. I don't know. Christian maybe. Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. No. Could easily right, be let's started. Cal- let's calm down. Let's calm down. D Hop is the year. is the problem. That Deontay Johnson just, could come back. Well, and be up there. We're all right. So Kenny Pickett there. So essentially, we had no problems with the top. We started getting a little hairy. So in my opinion, let's just go back a few here. Keenan Allen. I mean, until he stops doing it, we're we're just agreeing. Exactly. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Has, has uh, Terry McLaurin is the best wide receiver on the team. I understand you guys can complain. There's Dotson's there. Yada yada yada. The quarterback situation might not be great, but Brissett's still there if the other quarterback fails. Can, so can I'm not we, really worried about McLaurin. Can we pa- can we pause okay. on Washington for a second? Okay. Did you hear what Ron Rivera said about Eric Bieniemy? today or it was yesterday i think. I heard something about intense intense training camp he ag- like ron rivera actually told reporters that eric like that players had come to ron rivera and said eric b was being too intense in practice why the fuck <laughs> would you ever say that in front of the media like throw your coming coach from a team under us that one championship it's coming from a team that yeah, won the super Bowl. Rings. so he's got multiple rings and you're gonna Bunch of come bitches. out in front of the media and say that the players on the team feel like he's too intense. Ron Rivera just needs to be fired. I don't know why we're doing this again with Ron Rivera, but like that is ridiculous for him to come out and say that. And I think if anything, Scary Terry might have a great year with Eric Bieniemy because you know if he can turn Sam Howell into a fraction of Mahomes, that's good for everybody on the offense. I just but I think I my was- logic for Washington is a bit besides all the points that you just made, which are great points, uh, is the fact that Brissett is there and we know what we can get from him. Amari Cooper had a great season last year with majority Brissett. So it's yeah. not like McLaurin's in the dark. I feel like a lot of people are are scared of McLaurin and that's scary, Terry. Uh, but he yep. literally gets thousand yards every year. And if anything, this could be his best year because, I mean, if they actually can put together an offense, which this offense is good. I like this offense a lot. Honestly, and so we'll see. Anyway, and then Jerry Judy, I, I feel like it's pretty clear that Sutton might be on the trade block. Obviously, there's Mims there, yada yada yada. But Jerry Judy showed at the end of the season that he's there, and that's where I think the cutoff really should be because Calvin really hasn't played in two years. Yeah. Well, and then London should be good. I well, fight, if they follow the fight Arthur Smith for that, I think if they follow the trajectory, we the clear cut wide receiver one on their team should be in the starter category the no. starter tier. that's that was, we're gonna put nico collins up there he's the clear no, wide receiver because he's not the deck. clear wide receiver one all right well, let's let's calm down okay so my my issue with london let's calm is, down. Gonna, how are you we're okay. gonna get into london real quick so kyle pitts has a great rookie stung. season drake london has a pretty good rookie season and then uh, pitts was tossed aside and now Bijan's there london might get tossed aside and it might be pitts again we don't know who it is with all the believers out there that are still pitts fans are just gonna assume that london pitts and Bijan are all three going to have great 
uh, MVP seasons. There wide is not receiver. one fucking league out there where Drake London is a flex. He is absolutely a flex. I hate to tell you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Are we playing in sixteen leagues or like what's going on here? It's you not our two wide receivers, right? Right, but the I mean that doesn't mean we're necessarily comfortable putting those players in there just because of they have to have one. Hopkins yeah. should be up here. I will give you that, Joe. Hopkins should be in this. In we made this these before a lot tier. of things happened, but anyway. If I had Drake London and Damian Pierce, which are picked three picks away from each other on my team, and I both I had two running backs and two wide receivers that were already starting, and I was choosing between the two, I'm choosing Damian Pierce ten times out of ten. Yeah, and that makes a ton of sense because he's the better player, but that doesn't discount the fact that Drake London is going to get the most targets on that team. You don't know that. I do know that. Could be Pitts. Could be Bijan. For all we know, could be Cordell Patterson. Um, this team is just a fucking dumpster fire with good oh, players. I, I just I hate Atlanta. Like I, we don't need to get into that. Oh, we, we've, right. I've done it we're, enough this offseason. I hate Atlanta. We're gonna get into flexes and we're gonna leave Drake London out of it because it's been bumming Joe. Well, out. This one should be the fattest one in my opinion. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get fat here. Yeah, we're so gonna Chris do Godwin. wide receiver twenty one through wide receiver seventy on this tier. Maybe Chris. We'll Chris see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, DJ Moore, cool. Debo Samuel. Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, Christian Watson, Hopkins, who we did already decided needs to be a little higher. Ayuk, Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Mike Will, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Brandon Cooks, Juju. I think right we there. cut it. At, I think we cut it at Juju. Juju. Yeah. Okay. I like Juju. We go Mooney Pickens after that. I like all those players. Pickens, we don't know what we're getting yet with a quarterback who's still not good. Mooney, I want to happen personally, but I still think we cut it before him. I think Juju counts because he's the only one on New England, and he showed what he can do in uh, KC last year on limited targets. Um, he was the best wide receiver on that team that isn't named Kelsey. So, But the rest of these guys, yeah, I mean, they're no-brainers. Dotson had a great breakout year last year. Uh, Curtis Samuel's not it, if people keep thinking that for Washington now that we've talked to Washington a little bit. Uh, we've already told you about Traylon Burks, what, last week, two weeks ago. Uh, Marquise Brown, Mike Evans. We, the Mike Evans-Godwin thing, I don't think we might need to touch on. Um, I think people might actually be scared of Mike Evans and Godwin in leagues this year. Well, until we know who the for sure quarterback is, I don't... The I love Baker Mayfield with... to death. It's, it's tough. My thoughts on Godwin and Evans are Tom Brady threw the ball 700 times last year. Like the last two years, and there's no way they're going to trust uh, Trask or Mayfield to do that. And I'm leaning Godwin. I like Godwin a lot better um, because I don't think the deep ball accuracy is going to be there for Mike Evans. Um, but I still like Mike Evans a lot. I'm really, I'm really weird out on these two guys. I'm drafting both Glor- of them. Glorified, oh, they're great in. values. Great values. Yeah, Mike uh, Evans went really late in our draft. Mike Evans has an actual chance to make NFL history with the most thousand yard seasons in a, in a row, and those were with Jamie Swinston, Tom Brady, backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert. Guys, do you remember last year in Week 17 when Mike Evans had 200 yards because Brady had to make sure that streak continued? I love everything about that. I remember <laughs> everything about that game. Yeah, 
didn't I matter. When but Jordan single-handedly won, Mika's and Mike Evans. All right, guys, we're getting a little too personal here. But Godwin, on another chance, <laughs> on another hand, is one of those guys that I feel like people are like, ah, well, you know, Tom's not there anymore. He did it before Tom. It's not Tom. Tom he actually got no touchdowns during Tom's tenure. He has eight touchdowns, and before that, he had seven, nine, seven the three years prior to Tom Brady getting there. So, if anything, God, or Godwin's touchdown numbers are going to go up potentially. I mean, they're not going to be able to throw just deep balls to Mike Evans the whole time. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not worried about the Buccaneers scoring points. This kind of goes back to what we talked about last week about the Arizona Cardinals. Like, stop not drafting players because they're on a bad team. James Conner's still going to get fantasy points. I hate it. I'm not going to draft him, but he's going to get fantasy points. It's going to make me mad when I play against them when he scores three touchdowns in a game for no fucking reason. Same thing with Godwin and Mike Evans because they're all they're both breakout material. Like, Evans can steal a ball from someone. Godwin can break out and get wide open and bust a uh, cornerback's ankles. Like, I don't know. Just taking a little too time. I just, just wanted to, I just wanted to have a little piece about that. So, uh, getting back to the bottom of this, where we kind of ended, um, we ended right at Juju. Yeah. Anyone got anything else they want to talk about the bottom, bottom five in that wide receiver range? Oh, I did want to mention one in there, which was Brandon Ayuk. I he has a chance to be up into the starter category by the time we get going. Him, I think he is a super sleeper this year and probably needs a little bit more attention than he's getting. Debo is the name. We saw Debo do it the one season. I do think that was a flash in the pan. And if you sold Debo last season, you probably got the best value you could. Ayuk is the guy you want. He pissed uh, Kyle Shanahan off last year. I think this year is the year that he finally gets to do what he has been capable of doing the entire time. I 100% agree. I think I used the wide receiver to have on San Francisco other, other than Kittle. <clears throat> yep. Who counts? Um, okay. <laughs> Just getting into this. This is kind of the upside. Like there could be a breakout and it could be, we could be wrong about this, like, how low they are. I mean, these, these are all chances. A lot of rookies, a lot of guys who like unproven, haven't had a chance to show it. Darnell Mooney starts us off, which I personally think is perfect for this kind of category. Um, never really had anyone else on the team. Now he's got more there, so he's got a chance uh, getting into the rest. Pickens, Sutton, Addison, Elijah Moore, Jackson Smith and Nijba, uh, Darius Tony, Michael Thomas, Jamison Williams, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers, Rashad Bateman, Gabe Davis, Nico Collins, Lazard, Rondale Moore. I think that's about where we cut it, if I'm being honest. Anyone? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. With Hopkins gone, I could see Sky Moore and Boyd being in this category too, and Thielen. Okay, we can keep going then. Ronda Moore, Sky Moore, Thielen, Boyd. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, that's right. So these these are upsides. These are with the right, or I don't want to say right injury, but with an injury or with the right situation where they get to play a game and they break out. A lot of rookies in there. Um, anyone you guys want to? And Isaiah about? Hodgins. See the next he deserves game. justice. He didn't get a sticker, and that was ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't get a sticker. I mean, when you look at all these guys, these are the perfect guys to take a shot on. I mean, Pickens is probably going to be drafted earlier, especially naming Michael Crabtree a top five wide receiver. That got people's attention. Um, Jordan Addison, Elijah Moore, really good. I like him a lot. Jackson Smith and Jigba I like a lot. Thomas, Zay Flowers. This is where you can get a guy that's going to help you win your league very quickly. 
Uh, I went on the Quentin Johnson's one one, uh, one injury away from being potentially up in our second tier. Like that's yeah. all that's going to take. He jumps fifty Justin, spots immediately. Justin Herbert is going to let that thing fly this season. Now they have uh, Kellen Moore as the OC. Like he's going to let that thing go down the field. And Quentin Johnston excels in those exact situations. So it's only going to take one Mike Williams, you know, tightened hamstring, and you're going to have a league winner on your team immediately. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Uh, another guy, Cortland Sutton, um, obviously kind of talked about this earlier with Judy. Like he's the number two kind of written off. That whole team looked like trash last year. If he just plays a good year and it's not all, I mean, he, he had talent. It's just that team was bad. Didn't work out. Sutton's been kind of on the trade block. So maybe he'll be kind of motivated the first part of the season to actually have a good start to the season. I mean, there's just so much in this low range of wide receivers that like Jameson Williams suspended for the first six games, but we've seen what he did at Alabama. We want to see what happens. Uh, Zay flowers and Bateman, but Baltimore's starting wide receivers and Odell's going to get drafted before both of them. So like, you could have a complete breakout here. We have no idea what Zay Flowers is going to look like. We have no idea what kind of connection he'll have with Lamar. Bateman is hopefully finally healthy. You know what I mean? Like so much here. I, I just love this tier right here. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. You could even put, I mean, you think Alec Pierce is draftable? No. I think in so. A, in a 10 team, 12 team. And not in a 10 team. I think Alec Pierce in a in a Yahoo that has three wide receivers that's a 12 team league. I think he's I think he's draftable. I think Indy but, has to have another one. It's not he's just going game. he's going to have value this year. He's going to be rostered this year. But I hope so. I just it's hard to trust Anthony Richardson's arm before we've seen it developed. I still think, I think it's if anyone be pretty on the team raw this year. Well, I think well, if anything, Michael Pitt. Pierce fits his well, Pierce fits his mo better as the deep ball guy. That's what Anthony Richardson Pierce had some flashes with no quarterback last year. I think there, there's it's true. He's probably you know what he's going to probably be. He's going to be that like waiver wire pickup week two, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, we should have grabbed him in the draft." Those are my perfect people that like I stash when I, I have my wide receiver four gets injured on before week one and doesn't end up playing or something has a lingering injury from the last year. That's when I throw him on the IR and pick up an Alec Pierce, you know, and just be like, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Those sophomore guys get forgot about. Yeah. All right. Let's name a couple players who were not drafted in this bottom edge. Um, all right, I'm going to go back a little bit, and I, I know I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings here. This year, I'm probably not going to be drafting Darnell Mooney. Um, he can it can turn around and bite me in the ass all it wants to. I think Fields is going to heavy target DJ Moore this year, and I think the passes that he doesn't trust to that is either going to a back or Cole Komet. I think Mooney is going to be out there, but I'm not positive that there's going to be a lot of like, I don't know, him. I, I think there's going to be a lot of like two tight end sets and maybe Mooney is not going to be one of the major focuses. I just – he is going super late and sometimes maybe even probably going to be undrafted in 10-team leagues. So at that price, you're probably getting a good value. I just – I would not be targeting him this season, not trying to hurt feelings by saying that. I, I completely disagree. Trying to hurt everyone's feelings. Mooney is absolutely the steal of the draft at 130 or 40 or whatever the hell he's at. Uh, Mooney literally had – 
like three targets the first three games and people were like why isn't he doing anything because they're not throwing him the ball they didn't trust justin fields to play football last year until like week eight which in which case was when mooney started having like good games and five targets six targets he had 12 targets one time that was his highest and then after that it was one eight sixes and fives it's not so Mooney's. what what do you think the wide receiver two on that team did probably they not didn't great. have a wide receiver two My, mooney well, was the now it's mooney two. though it was yeah. the garden. Plan. Now it's Mooney. It was, it was Pettis, garden who had plan. one good yeah. play every time it rained. And that's uh, what no. I'm saying. Like now we're I, trusting not only Komet to eat, we're trusting DJ Moore is going to eat. They traded enough for him. We're trusting. I still that believe. Fields I still believe Chase, Chase Claypool is going to be out there at some point or somehow because they traded basically a first round pick for him. I mean, they got I don't try. know why he was hamstring again today. I, no, oh, this this whole offense for go. the Bears is going to look completely different <laughs> than last year. So I hope so. I just I don't think I could do Mooney. Like more I feel good about as your wide receiver five. About. The person you can drop week 1 for the first waiver wire pickup if he doesn't do anything. I I personally think Mooney's going to be a free agent steal at some point and or a draft steal. That's probably right true. Comet was too last year. A lot yeah. of people dropped Comet after week 2 and ended up coming around to completely hurt everyone from the whole stretch, but I don't know. Maybe Mooney is going to be that guy this year. I just, I, I have my doubts. I will yeah. have zero Alan Lazard. Absolutely zero Alan Lazard. Yeah, like Corey Davis is still there. Miko Hardman is, I think it's going to have a big role this year. I know they paid him a lot of money, but he was not good. The only reason he was the leader last year is friend Christian Watson didn't start playing to week eight. Yeah. Uh, don't disagree with that. One guy I'm not getting is Zay Jones this year. I just, I feel like he'll be on the waiver wire. It'll be that, he'll be that guy that like you could, Sterling Shepard, to be able to pick him up. Just be like, yeah, I feel like Zay Jones might have a good week this week. It might be his week this week. But with two guys there now, two running backs, I just, I can't envision a world where Zay Jones scores consistently enough to be on the field. Sure, he's a great handcuff to one of these guys if uh, Ridley doesn't pan out or Kirk gets injured or something like that. Like, Sure, but I just I don't think Zay Jones really rosterable. You're pretty right about that. Um, and then are we back in on Michael Thomas or no? I am thousand percent. I'm in the deep end, baby. Okay. Well, I understand your logic, but it's been three years. Joe's your wide receiver five. You don't you don't like him as a guy you can drop week one. If there was if there was like a QAnon for fantasy football, Joe would be off the deep end in the Michael Thomas pool. Joe, I did it the last three years. I drafted him round one or round two the year he just like decided not to play. And then he broke his foot. He's coming back. And then I got him in the seventh round. I was like, oh wow, I fucking steal Michael Thomas. And then I got him the next year in the ninth round or the tenth round. It still didn't work out. It's over. It's over. His career's over. I don't know what happened to him. Then he, he's a suit, malpractice. Some doctors like there needs to be some lawsuits for that guy because that foot cannot take four years to heal. No, feels like it. And then uh, I just feel like we should mention Rashad Bateman. We did our home league draft. Rashad Bateman was barely drafted in the last round. That was a literal like fourth round, fifth round pick two years ago, and now he's not even getting drafted. Um, fourth he round will pick be drafted in most leagues. He's well, off. Yeah, the, uh, we have a 10 man league, so it is kind of like a smaller pool, but like in 12 man leagues, back in sure the... come out, but... all right, didn't he just come off the pup list today? He did, but I mean, Lord only knows what that means. 
He is the lead. I, I think he's a steal personally. Cause like, I, I think that's too. a perfect guy to have sitting on your bench for your wide receiver five or six, you know, not having a backup tight end to start the season or something, just have Bateman sit there yeah. for a second and see what you can I just do. Wanted, I just wanted to talk about him. I didn't even necessarily think he was like undraftable. I just wanted to see what you're No, I think he should it. absolutely be drafted. I think it's, I think that's a steal right there. I'm going to talk about some guys who shouldn't be drafted. It's the New York okay. giants wide receiver core. All of them, all of them. Hodges is sad, but kicker. Just yeah, we did our we did our draft this weekend. Everybody out there listening, and we used the stickers from. I'm not going to name the site because maybe you won't use them because they're missing stickers. But they had some stickers for players that were clearly not going to be drafted. Even on 16 team leagues with 30 rounds, there were players that weren't going to get drafted, and they had stickers. Isaiah Hodgins, the supposed wide receiver one for the Giants, no sticker. Very odd but there was no sticker. So the thing is, we talked about this. We've beaten this into the ground. Not even Hodgins alone. Hodgins is the number one. We can go ahead and say if you're drafting one, you're drafting him. But I'm just saying there's six or seven or nine wide receivers on this team. Drafting them is not important. You're going to, you for one, it's going to be weak fill-ins for Giants receivers. They're going to be great flex or bi-week fill-ins. And you'd be like, ah, I think I'm going to play Sterling Shepard this week. And maybe he'll work and maybe, maybe they'll be Slayton but they'll both be in free agency. So don't worry about it. Wandale Robinson's not happening. Who's the rookie they just got? I already oh, forgot I, the rookie. Uh, uh, Hyatt. Josh Downs. Hyatt. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt. Yeah. It should be him. It probably it looks won't. awesome. I like Jalen Hyatt a lot too. I like Darius yeah. Slayton. I like Hodgins. Like I think Wanda between the blue. three of them, one's, one's going to pop. Like Tony when he got drafted there in the first round. Just nothing works out for them. I don't Just, know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's a tough beat. Well, honestly, what the, what it is is like it's going to be good for you because like everybody listening right now, you're going to know do not go for the, the Giants wide receivers that are on free agency. Just let your teammates burn their waiver positions on going after the guy that popped the week before because they – finally figured it out like just let that happen and you just go after whatever the second best player is because don't waste your time you're just not gonna find one that's the number one not with six i don't know who's there's gonna be some weird cuts on i hope this comes back to like i, I want to replay this audio when isaiah hodgins is like a wide receiver one like he's, he's not a, he's 12 that would be hilarious but yeah it's not gonna happen we can believe so, Daniel Jones can throw really the ball, but anyway, all right, well, that's beside the point. Yeah, no kidding. All right. I think we can officially put a cap on the tiers. I think this was a helpful exercise. I do. I'm very excited the draft season is here finally. Joe's going to be in the Kings Classic draft this Saturday, which is going to be very exciting. I'm trying to decide if we should like live stream that or not. A little bit of it. I think it'd be kind maybe. of maybe Awkward. a piece just like put it put the camera directly i'm gonna hold the camera in joe's up, face like, yes Joe, and i'm gonna go the like dun, 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 every time he makes a pick. every time I'm he's gonna, up to pick yep give me a gopro moment i'll just sit there with the i like that i like that option too but uh a draft face yeah. which i don't even know what that looks like follow the youtube channel follow our twitter at offensive points we're going to be showing plenty of content from the senior bowl if josh locks up des bryant you will be the first to see it on Twitter. Please don't um, throw up the X. It will be a hilarious. Oh yeah, well, that would be. I really didn't even say video. that. But I will say, as your I'm best excited. man, I beg you, don't. Be an I am excited moment. to potentially play Des Bryant in flag football. Even if I it's get good. a video of me looking foolish in front of Des Bryant, 
I'm cool with that. Like, that's a fucking win in my book. Not even for fucking content or views. I don't give a shit about that. I just want to be like, hey, man, I went toe to toe with Des Bryant. People are going to be like, what'd you do? Oh, I got, I fucking broke my ankle. I fell like, on he jumped over me and caught the ball. <laughs> he jumped over me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, looking forward to the whole draft, the whole weekend. It's going to be great. Joe, I'm super jealous of your Kings Classic drafts. So you better pick a good team to represent us well. No, I will. For sure. I've been preparing all year for this. Nice. And I pass on all my knowledge to the possum. So I'm just a swell guy all the way around. Sounds good. Well, we will pass along any information or cool insights that we get from the expo next on next week's podcast. So DJ Moore is a team wide receiver. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.